Yes, we are back for Geektainment Weekly. It feels like it's been forever. Um, feels like it's been a hot minute. We've missed you. Um, you know, uh, at least I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of my cohorts who are around here somewhere. You don't, you don't speak for me. Oh shit! There he is. There's, there's you the man. You're not my real dad. You the... can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're not our real dad. That's true. Although I did call your dad one time to tell him for shame for not showing you Indiana Jones. How, I, liter- how I literally did that. that. Oh. <laughs> well, I have watched. I mean, you know, I just I never saw a lot of the old school like movies. You know, I grew up a gamer. Game- was the last thing i want to see him just, uh, i'm not against it and i've seen parts of indiana jones one <laughs> i'm not but against i just you know it. the problem is though it's like the same thing with anime right when i have free time i'm gonna go play ff7 remake and not watch the movie because that's you know that's my thing i gotta go get <laughs> ff7 stick. played and so i can be part of my conversation but i do want to watch these movies just Ian, find find a way to to fit more hours into the day. Give me a pocket dimension. I have been trying to figure that one out for like 10 years now. You don't need to do that. All you need to do is have two two TVs and watch movies and play games at the same time. Very practical. But scoot them real close together. Hello, everybody. Nah. Oh my I gotta, God! It's I gotta, yeah. Have my attention diverted. Oh, Mr. hey, man. Mr. How's it smart going? guy behind the glass was like, I was we, like, I really wish there was a camera back here so we you could like be a part of the show. And I decided I would just set one up and join you guys. Today. And now he's so. here. I hacked. I hacked into the Matrix. I'm David. Yeah, I can just take over the show. Now it's my show. No, I'm just <laughs> David Taylor oh, Ridley. Master Banner time. I need to give myself a pandemic haircut. This is getting pretty crazy. You're fine. So, Um, so before we start, I want everyone to take a look at my head. Okay? Sarah cut my hair, and she dyed my hair. Nice. She's never cut hair before. I really like the blue. So it's not... She did a great job. It's not perfect, but it's really good. Like, I I was like, you know what? Just cut it. I don't care if it's off or it's uneven. And she cut it, and I was like, "This is way better than I was expecting." Well, it's pretty dark for you, so you can't really make out the fine minutia. But I, I'll take your I mean, word for it's it. It's very blue. I dig it. Yeah, it's and it looks very my blue. Wife said I. She she told me you do not getting anywhere near your head with scissors. Don't trust me to cut your hair. I'm not doing it. I will ruin it. Uh-uh. Get a flowbie. Being responsible for that. <laughs> yeah. What's a, what's a flowbie? Oh boy. Oh, am, am I older than Ash? <laughs> Flowbie was like uh, an old. I, no, Ash just doesn't recognize it's like a, it's the, like an the old like eighties like vacuum attachment you'd attach to your vacuum cleaner and just. You guys, remember hit clips? I don't. I don't think I've heard of a Flowbie. Oh. Uh, the, uh, the the Bloodhound Gang had a nice uh, lyric for it in their song. Uh huh. Yeah, they did. No. I love that album, by the way. It's, it's so for those of you who don't know, it's called "Hooray for Boobies." And when you open the album up, the album itself is like meant to be shaped like a boob and the inside part like you know the, like the thing that like keeps the cd in there is the nipple how childish i oh. mean they have a song called what's it called discovery what's the actual name of the song the one where it's like you uh, and me baby ain't nothing, nothing but, but yeah uh-huh yeah but we're gonna sue you for copyright infringement 
Get horny now. All right, so um, we're going to start this show as we always like to start the show, and I'm really excited about this one. In fact, I'm so excited I reached out to these people to try and set up an interview, so hopefully next week we have a surprise guest. Um, but you can invite a llama or a goat to your – a goat, not a ghost – a llama or a goat to your next corporate Zoom meeting or video call for under $100. Mm-hmm. I, I read about this I earlier like... in the week, and I was like, what keeps them there? They're going to be in front of the camera. Are they tethered? The intent. What's going to keep them interested? The the sophisticated conversation, Andy. Nope, that won't work for me. Try again. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to poop on the party because Ian was so excited about this when he was mentioning this to me last night. But after I got the phone with him, I was like, you know, though, how are they making these animals do this? Because I just, you know, as long as it's all kosher, it's all above the belt. They're not forcing these animals to, yeah. Yep. But so, uh, I just don't like why. Well, I'll t- I'll t- why? Because there's people like me in the world who see this and go, ooh, <laughs> llamas. Um, so an animal sanctuary in Silicon Valley called Sweet Farm is letting people pay to get llamas, goats, and other farm animals to tune into their video calls. Since launching the service called Goat to Meeting, clever, uh, last month, Sweet Farm has fielded more than 300 requests for animal cameo. They're actually booked until May, by the way. I checked. Um, and... Oh, yeah. No, let's see. Um, do, do, do. Yeah, Farm in Silicon Valley offering remote workers around the world a way to break up the monotony of endless Zoom calls. There you go. I highly recommend it. It's called Goat Two Meetings. Go check it out. Um, it's pretty fantastic. I spent way longer than I should have on their website uh, the other night. Well, you can't actually recommend it yet, right? It, it, you haven't had llama yet. The concept, though, I can recommend – Oh, enough. Fair enough. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So you can pay anywhere from $65 to $250 for various interactions with the animals, including goats, sheep, pigs, cows, turkeys, and llamas, which is by far the most popular choice. I mean, obviously. Um, you can pay $100 for a 10-minute animal cameo or $250 for a 25-minute virtual tour. I personally think the animal cameo is a better deal. Yeah. Yeah, the cameo than the tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, I just, I, yeah. I'll just YouTube freaking a zoo or a farm, you know? Yeah, this is like a good thing for a yeah, prank. Exactly. But oh, I wasn't going like to tell a, you ah, guys. that's funny. Five minutes if, later, it's like, if I okay, actually, yeah, cool, a goat. If I actually, if I actually <laughs> got to reach them in time and got them on the show, I wasn't actually going to tell you guys I did it, and then we would just pop up, and there would be the three of us right. and a llama. Um, are we are we at this point in our society I, I, where we're just talking about what's a better deal to have an animal on a camera for you? Is that yes? That is where we're at now, Dave. Fair enough. But we're about to go yeah. to another world, and that would be Animal Crossing. Um, I saw this article <laughs> so earlier, good. and I I loved this. That like went right to the top of the rundown. Elijah Wood is hanging yeah, out on yeah. fans' Animal Crossing nice. island. Fans, so good. You know? I, yep. I, I guess it was it started when this one girl. Twitter like prices at her island last Sunday were see high, and Elijah Wood was like in on that turn of action, and <laughs> quoting him. I'm not saying that he actually, but essentially he's like, hey, I need to get in and get some of those turnips, and the rest is history. Andy, you have a look on your That's face, so cool. and you're just like, uh, I mean, okay, so yesterday, yesterday he probably I'm, is jealous. Yeah. Yes, I've been playing Animal Crossing like a fiend, like an addict, like somebody who has a problem. I don't have a problem, uh, but um, you know, I've been I've been putting up my island code under those websites so that you know when I have high turnip prices, other people can come and visit my island and then get them. And it's just like, 
oh my gosh, was he on the site I used? Which like uh, if which so, one? I I which one are you using, by the way? Uh, turnip dot exchange. Okay, I think that's the one my buddy runs, Jacku. Are we? This is a real conversation we're having, wow. right now, guys. So we're talking about a digital turnip he, market. He started the first. Okay, you know. And uh, Animal Crossing is it, people take it seriously, man. No, that's true. Well, you know, people take a lot of games mm -hmm. seriously. Like this next thing is mind-boggling. Oh, good segue. This next yeah. thing is mind. Thank you, by the way. Uh, this thing is mind-boggling me. I liked Death Stranding. The look of the game's awesome, and the jacket's really freaking cool. But not for nineteen hundred nope. freaking dollars, and it sold Hell out. No. It sold out. That's stupid. That's stupid. Like it really. I mean, you, you guys know. You guys know how much I like. I love Smash, for example. I would not have bought a nineteen hundred dollar jacket signed by Sakurai. Like I would not have done that. that that's crazy. I almost bought a seven hundred dollar jacket because it was the replica of the Empire Strikes Back um, crew jacket. I was like really close. There, it was like no, limited edition out of like three hundred dollars. It was so cool, but I did not get. See, it. I mean, that's almost like within the realm of like it's a crew jacket. It's not nineteen hundred. It's seven hundred. Like I get that to a degree. And I'm not saying, hey, if you got the Star money and you want to buy a two thousand dollar jacket, go for it. But I, do I just don't, I don't get it. Well, what I wouldn't buy a Mega Man. Two thousand dollars gets me one fifth of the way to my life size Han Solo and Carbonite. I want, I want to know what Ash would spend two thousand dollars on game wise. Ooh. Two thousand dollars on game wise. Oof. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to come have. back to that question during later in the show. I'm going to surprise you with an answer to that question, but I need to think on it for a bit. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I would definitely buy like some kind of replica armor from Iron Man. Like That'd be cool. that's the only thing I could justify paying into that kind of a figure for. So the, yes. you know that you know I, you guys know that Salacious B Crumb that I always talk about, like that old SciShow collectible one that I've been like searching for forever. Yeah. Um, well, mm -hmm. Andy does. Um, yeah, my cousin actually messaged me about two weeks ago. One popped up on eBay and it was like a couple grand. I was like, uh, nope. Too rich for me. Too rich mm -hmm. for me. You know what? I've already got an answer in mind. I would pay that much for a really, like, whatever. If I could get the mix I wanted, I would pay that much more for a really good condition DDR machine. Assuming I had the room for it. Oh, okay. But I would buy a DDR machine or more, depending on in a second. Like, I wouldn't even have to think about it. Well, realistically, you could always go Raspberry Pi and build, like, a DDR setup at home for, like, a couple hundred bucks. Nah, mm. man. Not if you're a hardcore DDR player like I was, not, it's, it's you got to have that arcade-perfect pad. It's not the fair, same. Fair enough. Playing in the arcade is a completely different experience. No, that's that's fair. I grew up... There's an arcade actually half a mile down the road from here that I grew up at. Uh, Marvel and Marvelous Marvin's nice. Mechanical Museum. And I... I, I uh, it's funny. My So I had an Xbox. And my sisters always wanted to play Ooh, it. look at me. I'm rich. I have an Xbox. This is like the first Xbox. So I had an Xbox, and my sisters Ooh. really wanted to play it. And I was like, no. So my parents got them DDR. Oh, yeah. I had oh, uh, they the never, they they never actually today. played yeah. it. Never played it. I got <laughs> really funny. good at it. They never touched it. Yeah. I got so incredibly good at DDR. Yeah, my, yeah, my yeah, Vanilla Ninja is my shit. I had that one. I had my younger brother was in the process yeah, of actually building one. Pads for it, so. <laughs> I built my own yeah, pad. Yeah. Like, I started at home, built my own pad. I fell in love with buddy at the time who I got into it. He went to the arcade and was like, dude, I know you think it's fun playing at home. I used to be a really antisocial kid. Dude, just come with me to the arcade. It's so much better. And I was like, fine. And, dude, the, like, the way the, the, the pads give, 
the metal and the glass, it, it just it feels different. When you're playing at a high level, it feels different. It just does. So on to this next thing, two really big cancellations. Um, right. That would be San Diego Comic-Con and E3. E3 was not the most recent of announcements. E3 that E3 is just canceled forever now. No, I know, yeah. But the interesting thing, though, is not so much that it's canceled. It's that it is going to apparently take place much earlier. Um, so, yeah. Oh, well, that's so Comic-Con 20, 2021 is going to be much earlier in the year? Right. No, I think I'm reading two articles at different times and not getting the point. Okay, I was like, I have that. about right. Yeah. No, 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 no. WonderCon's going to be... like Ian to me. Yeah. WonderCon's going to... No, no, no. Here we go. It's July 22nd through 25th, 2021. So it's yeah. the same time of year but either way you know yeah. what and uh, this is going to be controversial maybe i don't know Ooh, nothing of value is lost in what either I show's read, case what i read True. is the guy um was um them talking about some of the reveals happening before e the rescheduled ah. e3 that's what i was reading so i wasn't horrible oh right right that was a separate i was just right. slightly confused um so yeah, yeah i mean not shocked so by that. This, normal this next thing though i find extremely interesting if it's true um, the big rumor right now is that uh, Chadwick Boseman is in fact out as Black Panther. He will be in the next one, yeah. And then they're going to kill him off in what? the next one and replace him with Shuri, because in the comics Shuri becomes oh, the Black Panther. Right. And um, as much as I'm all for equality and everything, Marvel is so on that we're going to shove the PC train down your throat. Um, in regards to now, I heard something different. I heard. That this is all over a money dispute. That wouldn't shock me. Because well, you know, well, the be article clear. that I was reading, it talked about how they he was falling down the path of uh, Terrence Howard. Mm. Oh, screw that. Right. Nah. Yeah. Well, and then there's also the you other know what? rumor. What were you going to say, Ash? I was going to say, honestly, though, Black Panther himself was the weakest part of that movie. Sorry to say, Shuri outshone him in every you know, possible way and i would I much rather agree see with you. shuri black panther i do agree much with rather you see. on the fact that he sure. is probably the worst part of the movie and when i say worst part i do not mean he was bad by any means no like, just the he, like just hearing the him interesting part hearing him in civil war go captain was like yeah, so awesome that was awesome um but the the rumor is is that not only will shuri take over as black panther which is a president in the comics um i kind of figured they'd give black panther a little more time to whatever but if it's a money thing then that makes sense um but the big rumor is that they're actually going to race bend namor and namor will essentially be the new big like prominent african-american superhero in the mcu Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't care. I mean, that's fine. Nope, that's, I'm cool that's with fine. that. And honestly, I, um... like, if the if they if they're casting it because they found a, a good actor, yes, uh, that fits that role, great. Yes, absolutely. I don't. I. I. I'm yeah. not. I'm not upset by that. No, neither I don't am I. Care. I mean, Letitia Wright was. <laughs> I like don't care. Such David a says. Revelation in that movie. Oh, she was great. She was she's such fantastic. a revelation. She was amazing. And you know what? I would love to see her take the title role. Not, I don't hate Chadwick Boseman. I think I liked him as Black Panther. I just thought he was the least memorable part of well, his own movie. I'm, I'm very curious he, yeah. to see what they do with him, though, because in the comics, what happens is he actually becomes the king of, like, the afterlife. Like, he doesn't die, but they have, like, a graveyard city behind Wakanda that he becomes, like, the king of the dead while she's Black Panther. 
I wonder oh, if they're going to okay. do that. Like, it's a really cool story. Um, actually, some of the stuff with her as Black Panther is really awesome. Um, I just, like I was saying, like, I, I'm all for equality and blah, blah, you know, all that stuff. I really am. You guys know me. But, like, Marvel is so trying to make diversity fetch. You, you guys know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I trying to... I think it's better than not, though. I would still rather have that than not. Even if it is forced to a degree representation is better than not representation but but ash though 100 percent of the time here's the thing though is kevin feige pushing that i don't know the guy um is kevin feige pushing that because he knows that's what a lot of people want and he thinks that he will win over people or is he doing it because he legitimately wants you know what i mean like it's what are his motives behind it it could be both it very much could be both i mean are you saying the means kind of justify the ends right well, I mean, it depends. So far, um, not male superheroes don't really have the best track record at the box office. Um, but then again, neither does all oh, the DC how many, films. How many opportunities have we had for that? Not um, many. That's also in, in, the last in comparison. Right. But no, in I, comparison, I, I could not agree more. And I'm super excited for Black Widow. Black Send Widow's your hate be... mail to hey19 at <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, uh, as Corey, side, Corey Stewart. Love... At, um... Right. No, no I, I mean... love reading Cosmic Book News' uh, stories on things like this because you can tell they're staffed by people who are very anti-diversity. And they're so biased. And their writing comes through so hard. They're so salty at anything uh-huh. that happens diversity-wise yeah. in Marvel, oh, yeah. and I love it. No, they their, get so their mad. Issue, their issue with Captain Marvel is all the feminism. My issue with Captain Marvel is that it's a right. whole movie. Like, and they probably mm-hmm. could have cast better. Totally fair. Um, yeah, yeah. But I had no problem with all of the, like, I didn't see of any course. of it as female power or whatever the heck it was. I, I It was just a strong female character. I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, mean, I grew up watching, like, Alien with Ridley and... You know, exactly. It's it's you know fucking Tomb Raider. Um, you know, I, I'm not opposed to any of that. I just like when you have certain things like the rumors that they're going to recast um, um, Iron Fist to be Asian because mm-hmm. he's a you know he's karate related, and it's like, but the whole point of the character is he's a white guy who gets pulled into this world. That's literally the mm, point of I the see, character. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's one thing if, if mm. Idris Elba ends up being Batman one day. That's whatever. I think that'd be awesome, actually. But, like, yeah. it's a totally different thing. <laughs> to, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it's a totally different yeah. thing when you are when you are doing it to pander as opposed to trying to make mm-hmm. the best film. If you're yes. trying to make the best product you can make, I am all for it. But it seems like it's so much pandering. And I just, I, as, mm. as someone who doesn't like to bend over so people can just walk in the direction they want to, unless it's the direction I want to go into, I think it's painting. <laughs> so the takeaway right? is, unless it's what Ian wants, That's it not what I matter. meant in the slightest. That is not what I meant. I know, in the but I, I wanted to no, twist your words. No, you did a good job of that. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not Thank helping you. myself out though. So, um, so this is really interesting and I'm kind of curious why they would even do it at this point. So um, who's read Infinity War? Or the Infinity Saga. The Infinity, sorry, Infinity Gauntlet. Who's read Infinity Gauntlet? Just me? Okay. So, Just you. Um, in the, the big, 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 big difference between Thanos in the comics and Thanos in the films. Um, I is, do know this, though. Yes, is that he in the comics, the reason he's the Mad Titan is because he's literally insane. Um, he has a ever, ever, like, never 
can't fulfill his love for death, like the personification of death. Right. And that I is know about that. Yeah, literally what drives him in the Marvel Universe in the comics. They completely got rid of that in the movies, but the rumor is is we might actually see death in the MCU very soon. So I don't know how that would work. Um, there's a lot of rumors that we're going to see Thanos younger in the Eternals. Um, Do we really need to retread that ground? Do we need to retread no. the Thanos? No. I don't think so at all. Again, I don't think we can just leave him alone. We spent mm-hmm. 10 years. 10 years we built to this thing. Right. Then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. hey, let's go back to it. Let's yeah. go back to the well. I no. mean, here's the thing. If they use him as a supporting character that is in... in I guess is propping up the story. I'm cool with it, but like if, if it's like oh you, it's a retcon. There's this whole thing we didn't know about Thanos before. Like I'm not gonna dig it. But I mean realistically, yeah. if he is that powerful and that old and that cosmic or whatever, and the Eternals are that old and whatever the hell, I mean it makes sense that you know the Celestials are involved and they would cross paths. Maybe that's, that's the one thing that kind of scares me is because they saw how much money that this whole saga made. And I can just picture everybody in the studio, the big wigs, being like, okay, this made so much money, so it's safe. So let's just stick with Thanos forever. Um, just- if it wasn't Marvel, David, I would absolutely agree with you. Um, Marvel's been very open with the fact since that they have plans till 2028. And that was. And they all involved Thanos. And that was four years ago. And they so, all involved Thanos. I mean, at the time they did, I, I'm very curious to see who the next big bad is going to be. Um, right, because we haven't gotten a peak of it yet. Um, I mean, the would first it make sense Avengers for it to be like versus Galactus? Hitler. Um, well, Galactus would be really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I would love not, to not see Galactus. giant cloud Galactus, New, like legit Galactus. Yeah, real yeah. Galactus, not uh, Tom mm-hmm. Rothman dictated cloud no, it's Galactus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, Dave, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, because there's some interesting rumors that involve Venom, not his sequel, but him in the MCU. Yeah. Um, so this is, I'm super excited about this. This has been rumored for a while. We're not going to get another Avengers film, but we're getting a new Avengers film. Um, okay. So in the comics, new Avengers, essentially, so basically 90s happened, everyone went bankrupt, all that stuff. And then essentially coming out of it in the early 2000s, Brian Michael Bendis created a series called New Avengers. And it wasn't your traditional Cap, Iron Man, Thor. It was Wolverine and Spider-Man who were, for the first time, actually Avengers as opposed to, like, ancillary. My English is just gone today, guys. I'm sorry. English? I've been up for 48 hours. It's Maybe you should sleep. I try. Ancillary. Thank you, David. Um, (laughs) But... um, so, I mean, I've been hearing about this for a while. All of us have. We've been talking about it maybe for a year now. Um, it's going to be led by Captain Marvel, and you're going to have Spider-Man, and then I would assume a recast Luke Cage, and then maybe Wolverine. I don't know. Um, Why? Well, I, re- I like that Luke Cage, though. I, I do, like too. the Netflix version. I, I actually really it's like it. It's also Austin. like... And I, I know eventually we're going to have to have a new Wolverine. I, it's going to have to happen no matter what. It's just so hard for me to envision Wolverine as anybody other than Hugh Jackman. Oh, live I can action. see so many people. I, I um Really? I, I, just, his so, take on the character is so iconic to me. It's one of those things where it's like my two comics growing up were X-Men and Spider-Man. So those mm-hmm. movies are a travesty to me. Um, it's essentially <laughs> people, I mean, that makes sense. It's yeah. people who were like, oh, X-Men are popular. 
well, let's just make an X Men sure. movie. Does anyone know how to do Even this? X2? Well, yeah, that, that guy, loved that X2. guy Brian Singer is really good at ensemble cast. Let's get him to direct it. You know, um, sure. Uh, I mean, X Two is better. Um, mm-hmm. I love Alan Cummings' Nightcrawler. Um, I just love Alan. Oh Cummings. yeah. Oh yeah. Alan Cumming in general yeah. is awesome. Um, always. Um, freaking. But well, see uh, Broadway show coming on Cummings. Excuse me. That's a thing. I, that's not a real. I like that's that. A, oh. That's a joke from his SNL thing that he did. He when he did his uh, SNL. Oh, okay. Thing. You had me sold at coming. I know. I really want to go. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I I almost got to see him on Broadway in a in a play a couple of years ago, and I missed it, and I was so bombed. He's he's one of the those cabaret. Like, yeah, I think it was actually. Oh yeah. yeah I put. Oh. I, I know, that. right? Yeah. Um. Him in the um in the um. Oh my God! Reefer Madness remake is. Awesome, and Andy's gone. Uh, um, Andy. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I mean, New Avengers would be really cool. I'm excited. I'm more curious to see how long Spider Man is in the MCU for, um, just because I want did, him to never leave. Me, oh, me too. And I, I have. I mean, you guys yeah. have heard my theory about the whole Spider Verse of it all and the Secret Wars of it all. And um, I personally think Doctor Doom should be the next main Marvel villain. Um, I think he's always. Oh, worked I know he's better. a big one. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's always worked better as a. Uh, Marvel Universe villain than a Fantastic Four villain. Not that he's not like their arch enemy, but how would you make Doctor Doom cool though? Uh, his design <laughs> doesn't really lend to that, from what I see. Well, so here's the thing: is the movies for some reason can't get what a million cosplayers get right at every convention? Because um, his suit in live action, when done right, at least from what I've seen at cons, can look awesome. Um, granted we all remember what apocalypse looked like um but uh i don't i don't, I don't know i mean i don't know it, it uh yeah dr doom doesn't exactly have cool factor you know kind of just naturally at least not by today's standards i would say he's very he's very norman osborne but instead of wanting to like basically like he he, he thinks bigger you know, he he's like instead of like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to you know take over New York. I want to rule the freaking world. Actually, it's really cool. The reason Doctor Doom is a bad guy is because at least this is one of his histories. I don't know if they've changed it since then, but he basically went into the future and saw that every future that he wasn't ruling was chaos, and that's why he's set on trying to rule the world. I see. Which I think is kind of cool. I mean, I he's see, a I he's see. a really formidable. When did um, he become Doctor Strange? Well. Um, so actually, Doctor Doom's always had a lot of magic powers. Um, a lot of his strength comes from his mix of tech and magic. Um, also known as Tagic. Tagic, for those of you who don't know. Um, I was thinking, I, my mind went straight to Magitech from Final Fantasy VI, yeah, which I'm sure <laughs> David can, Yeah. Yeah, well, I was like, oh, Magitech, okay, nice. <laughs> technology is only magic we don't understand yet. Or wait, no, it's the other right, way around. Hey, there you Sorry. go. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, we'll see. I mean, we're not going to know anything about anything Marvel related until October, and that's if we don't all get quarantined for the rest of the year. Um, but right here's the thing: if we are quarantined till the end of May, at least May 27th, we have some reprieve, and that is the launch of HBO Max. Which I gotta say, I didn't care about originally. I'm getting this day one. It has. So many things. You have Friends. You have all of South Park. Every Studio Ghibli film. Um, not the Harry Potter films, though, because Warner Brothers screwed the pooch on that one. They're licensed to some other network for streaming for another, like, four years or something like that. But uh, Was it Hulu? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't know. CBS, maybe? I don't know. CBS has a streaming right to the Harry Potter film? I forgot who has it, but yeah, someone who's Jesus. not Warner Brothers has it. Um, so, Ian, I think we might have some breaking news here. Forgive me, this is later in the rundown, but I think this just happened. But Sony and Marvel just delayed Spider-Man 3 oh, yeah, uh, that's, from July uh... 2021 to November 5th. And not only that, but Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has also been delayed to March 25th, 2022. Yep. Basically, oh. all of the Marvel films are jumping back one day. One yeah. release day. So, okay. like, oh, Black Widow's taking day. over. Yeah, so Black Widow's taking over Eternals. Eternals is taking over Thor. Thor's taking, you know, and so on and so forth. Although Spider-Man was, was up in the air because of the fact they were supposed to shoot this summer. But... I have a feeling Kevin Feige goes, no, you can't do that. You're going to reveal too much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, eh, I don't know. Um, I There's a lot of stuff that's been going on the last couple of weeks that I'm just kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, you know, we talked about it months ago, uh, Sam Raimi um, on Doctor Strange 2. We talked about that months ago and it was a rumor and now it's seemingly confirmed and the internet's freaking out and it's like, you guys, this has been like a thing. It was one of those like it's rumored but basically confirmed dealios. Um, but right. of course that has everyone thinking, oh, strange multiverse of madness. We're going to see Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which I... That would be hilarious. Well, David, have you heard my theory about what's going on in the MCU and Sony? No, what's going on in the MCU? So at the end of the Morbius trailer, you see Adrian Toomes. So that... I know who that is. Okay, um, Michael Keaton in <laughs> Spider-Man, the Vulture. So you you see you see Michael Keaton who was in the MCU Spider-Man film yeah. at the end of the Morbius trailer. Oh. So you understand that? Stop being a smartass. Um, I don't know what else to be. Fair enough, touche. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm impressed because I actually know. I was like, oh yeah, I'm Adrian Toomes. Like I I know that. So okay, for once. So. For hey, once, ten points for Ash. Ten points for Ash, and then five points for me for giving Ash ten points. Um, so, no. Uh, <laughs> all right, Andy, you can have five too. David, you also get five. Um, so, um, at the end of the Morbius trailer, you see Michael Keaton, who is in the MCU. So, a lot of people are thinking that Morbius is connected to the MCU because, in addition to that, there is a picture of Spider-Man in the background. So everyone's like, oh, it's connected to the MCU, but it's not Tom Holland's Spider-Man, A. Um, and B, there's no way Kevin Feige's letting Sony fuck up his plans. So my theory is essentially the deal he made with Sony is that they can use the characters that are in the Marvel Universe as alternate Earth versions of those characters, and they're going to lead to a Spider-Verse film, which will tie into what Marvel's doing, because I think they're going to do a Secret War movie, which is essentially the whole universe starts to break apart and reform into one universe. So, like, all the different multiverse planets are in one place. So I think then we'll get all of the Spider-Men in the Secret War film. And I think it's all one and big... And then you'll have the new hit sitcom, The Spider-Man. They're a web-shooting family, The Spider-Man, The Spider-Man. You've, you've clearly never watched Spider-Man and his amazing yeah. friends. Now, here's the real question. Nope. What's going to happen first? This... Or Square finishing Final Fantasy VII Remake, the entire story. I feel like either one might not happen before, like, 2040. Both of like, those which will ones happen. Actually, which, which of these things will happen uh, first? Both of those will happen before the Flash movie. 
I, I don't. Nice. Okay. Fair enough. No, yeah. No. 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 That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Square is gonna finish the the remix stuff for another like five or six years. It feels like. I mean, I know how they have. Well, that's why I said set. 2040. I gave them the whole 20 years to get this really? done. <laughs> but I just, I just feel like Andrew Garfield and he's Toby giving McGuire, them some leeway. Like, they're gonna be in their 40s by by the time this actually happens or something. Yeah. Right. There's no way this is gonna happen within the next decade. You say that now, and then I all of a sudden, I mean, I, I don't all of a sudden, you wake up tomorrow and it's or, like you guys. Yeah. Right. But just, hey, I want to see it though. I would love that. Hmm. <laughs> oh, speaking Toby of needs things, a new hip. Speaking of things, I love um, Looney Tunes. Who doesn't love Looney Tunes? If you say no, yeah, I hadn't heard about this. You're disowned. Now. This is cool. I'm so excited. They're bringing back classic Looney Tunes because for the last couple of years it's yeah. been like, let's try and make a new thing with Looney Tunes, and it's like, no, just go make classic Looney Tunes or give me Space Jam Two, both of which they're now doing. Because I really like the the, the new Mickey uh, cart, like the new like Mickey shorts they yeah, made. Yeah, it's very classic. I don't know what they're called, but they like they were. It was like a new style, but it was still very rooted in classic Mickey Mouse, and it was mm-hmm. really good. And this seems to be this, you know, the the Looney Tunes version of that, basically. Yeah, no, I, I I'm super excited because I really, 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 really love Looney Tunes. Yeah. Um, but uh, Andy, you're so quiet today. This is great. You're so like yes. quiet and starey. You're like you're like staring a lot in the dark. In the dark. You're like Tim Burton. Um so yeah, so more Warner Brothers, no boy. Um so I can't get out. Um, it's really interesting. These next two articles are totally conflicting. Uh one one of them says Warner Brothers is rethinking their theatrical release model, and the other one says Warner Media clarifies stance on theatrical model future. Um I think regardless of what they're saying and what each article claims, obviously what's going on right now is going to affect the landscape of all media moving forward. But I really don't while I could see films and theaters becoming more of a, the really big films come out, like the Marvel blockbusters and the this and the that, um, I don't see them ever going away from theatrical releases. I really don't. Even what? if they maybe should. Well, I mean, it makes sense, but like, I don't know, It's it's. I feel like part of the whole experience of everything is very much, um, is very much... Um, Oh my God! Sorry, people are texting me like crazy. movie theaters are going to be phased not going out. Anyway. No, eventually. I don't think so though. I don't. Think I so, do though. Think, I think so, and I, I don't think it's any time soon. I think it's a little too soon to say. I don't know. Well, I think the movie I mean, theater experience out normally, because of coronavirus or phased out anyway. Like, are you saying they would have been phased well, out even without the pandemic? No, no, no. The pandemic has helped speed this up. Because now uh-huh. everyone's like, hey, we can do direct to home and then we can get people to rent the movies. And then then we can be like, OK, now they're on sale. So they're getting people to buy them twice, just like they were in the movies. And they're probably saving a lot of money because of the different types of transfers they have to do for movie theater projectors and, and things like that. So I feel like I feel like movie theaters will become more of like an art house institution rather than something that everybody goes to. See, I can see it. If anything, will have a movie theater in their house. So why go to the movie theater? Well, it could go the opposite way though. It could go where it's more of like a, a movie movie is more like a show now, like an opera or a play or something. You know what I mean? 
Well, that's what that's what I mean by like art house. Like uh-huh. you go to you go there for like certain things. See, I, I hear art house. There. I think hipsters with beanies hating on everything. Well, yeah, they're gonna be there. Uh, hey, you're wearing a beanie and a and a shirt that looks like it came out of the trash. It's called Ben Garbage so- Solo. It's called Ben Solo with, with a W. No, no, okay, it was no, it no, was no, Sesame Sheet. No, he um, is not Ben. I don't care what those movies said. He's Jason. I don't need to rehash I mean, I, that. I don't. I don't know if I see movie theaters going away completely, but I do think they're going to become more of a novelty. I mean, I know there are certain tentpole movies that I prefer to go see, have the theater experience, but that's maybe maybe three times a year at this point for me now. It's like the vast majority of movies. Well, okay, I am, so but again, I'm also like Marvel not. Ones. One, one yeah, like basically the Marvel see, ones, Fast and Furious. Yeah. One of the things I will see as a as a death kneel in in the movie theater uh, stuff is figuring out VR to be consumer friendly and high quality. Because mm. if you've ever used a VR headset, it's, you can easily have a theater right there in front of your face for a fraction of the price. You I mean, can, I, yep. but you do lose out on the audience element. And, and I mean, that's not a huge that, deal to me in every movie, is, but though. when I went to go see Sonic, though, when I went to see Sonic in the theaters, I was having the best time with the fans who would freak out at Tails and freak out at Eggman and freak oh, out yeah. at, like, you want that audience experience sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. That is that is a good point. You know, any you know when, when I experienced uh, Infinity War, and and everyone just started dying off. It was yeah. just like you could hear a pin drop, and then until somebody went again, and then it was like, <gasps> oh, I mean, dude, audible gasps. I say I talk about it all. So the time. maybe maybe seeing, I'm wrong. Just, seeing Attack of the Clones in theaters, the ending when Yoda drops his cane and pulls his lightsaber out. I have never seen an audience act like that in my. You mean life. the one good part of that yeah. movie? Yes. Well, yeah. I'd say the last yeah. act isn't the worst. <laughs> The last uh-huh. act isn't people the worst. were literally people were literally dancing in the aisleways while I was watching that yeah. movie. It went nuts. People like they nuts. they were like Attack of the and Clones might be called the one where Yoda you know fought with a lightsaber to me. Who gives because that was like everything in that movie for me. Fog using a lightsaber. I don't I don't understand. I don't know. Apparently, a bunch of people do, David. <laughs> You're lucky. Yeah. There's a big thing of glass in. between us right now. Um, Freaking! Um, so I'm really excited about this. Um, um, so J.J. Abrams is bringing Justice League Dark to HBO Max. I'm very excited about this. He's producing it. He's not directing it or anything. But um, Justice League Dark, for those of you who don't know, is essentially the magic Justice League. So like it's Zatanna and Constantine and Swamp Thing. And for a little bit, it was um, Shade the Changing Man was in it, Madame Xanadu, all of their mystic characters. Um, and Guillermo del Toro got really close to making one a handful of years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it just didn't happen. Um, so Which unfortunately, happens a lot to Guillermo del Toro. It seems. Yes. Well, it's also because he has like nine movies at a time he wants to do. Like I'm bad with wanting to do a lot of things at once, but he literally is like, "I'm doing all nine of these movies this year," and it's like, then mm, maybe do one, like. I love the guy, but like, there's so many. Like, his At the Mountains of Madness would have been so cool. It would have been so cool. Nobody else can see what Andy's doing, but it's hilarious. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm. I can see what he's doing. Quiet. Oh, yeah, you can. Uh, right. I'm. I'm. I'm just Quiet, slightly David. confused by what he's been doing the entire show. Uh, I'm being <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah. So, but here's the thing that ties into the rumors we've been hearing for a while that J.J. Abrams is going to have a really prominent role um, in the DC universe moving forward. Um, which, having read the Superman script he was going to do in the early 2000s, I'm a little iffy on. I've been I've been very iffy on J.J. Abrams as of late. I don't I don't really know, and I think it's because he cut back on the lens flares. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just I just feel like he just doesn't do it for me anymore, and I don't know if he just lost his edge or he never really had it, and I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean, for a while there, he could do no wrong. Oh yeah. And then he took on Star Wars, <laughs> and I mean, realistically. And it wasn't even Star Wars. For no, me. It was, no, it was me neither. I love, I love Force Awakens. I, I, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but the fact he got me to like the first Star Trek was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, you like you like Star Trek because you didn't like Star Trek. People who loved Star Trek before that hate it. Oh, I know. I'm aware. I'm well aware. <laughs> yeah. I'm well aware. That's probably why I like it. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not ignorant to that fact uh, by any means. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this next thing, it's actually three or four articles we're going to talk about because what a clusterfuck we're looking for. It can't not, I mean, okay, first of all, Tom Hardy revealed the Venom 2 logo teaser, yep. which in turn revealed the title of the movie, which is called Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage. Um, okay. What? Who the hell thought that that, that was... That is the most ridiculous ridiculous thing ever yeah it's like that's so ridiculous yeah i understand why you're saying that andy but like come on what if i worn on this show before it's not even called venom 2 Shut it's just up. called venom I, let there be cool. carnage right i'd prefer venom to, oh it is very cool andy i'm not disagreeing with you um no venom 2 cool. venom 2 would have been better or i mean everyone online is like oh maximum carnage should have been maximum carnage but it's like i think they're saving that for the spider-man crossover um, and if they're not, then they're morons, and I have no idea why they didn't call it Maximum Carnage. But, like, what a what horrible a dumb name. name, right? What a, wow. I mean, but you know what? That is firmly within the Venom movie wheelhouse, right? Like, so bad, it's kind of almost good. Oh, so this guy on Twitter goes, the Venom, the Venom sequel titled Venom Let There Be Carnage is actually a subtle nod to the Marvel Comics villain Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Ooh. I mean. Uh, I don't just call it Venom 2, name. Let Them Eat Cake. Like what the hell, and then and the this thing is, is like I don't. Is, uh, this I, is the I best, a, and I know they're not meant to like necessarily coexist yet. But I, I have a really hard time seeing Tom Hardy's Venom as a genuine foil to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Like, no, I, 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 I think Tom Hardy's more more like a threat than his symbiote. That movie, yeah, is so I, well, bad. yeah, yeah, I agree. But. Um, mm. So, really so it's, it's, it's actually really funny, this next article, though, and I, I put it in here for a reason, because, like, what? There's two articles about how everyone hates the name, and then this guy's opinion is, Venom 2's title shows it learned the right lessons from the first movie. What movie was this guy watching? What lessons would those be? Yeah, like, what lessons would those be exactly? It was almost like, okay, you guys, everyone loved the after-the-credit scene with Woody Harrelson. Let's use that line at the end and tweak it for the title. Because, like, that's the worst thing. Like, at the end of that movie where he goes, there's going to be garbage. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I will say though, I think Woody Harrelson could fucking kill it. He winked like, "Let there, there's gonna be carnage." Right? He should have winked. Yeah, it was bad. Ash, I agree with you. When I heard that Woody Harrelson got cast as Cletus Cassidy, I was like, "That is awesome." Yeah. And then I saw that wig they put on his head, and I just hoped they made bald for the second one. But they didn't. He still has. It's not as ridiculous. Clearly, someone didn't just go into a closet and grab a mop and just pull it off and put it on Woody Harrelson's head this time. But it still looks a little weird. Right. But uh, yeah. So, and then this is another. Right. This is really interesting. Um, Tom Hardy teased Venom vs. Spider Man um, on Instagram, but then deleted it. So which? So basically, it's Tom Hardy. Is Sorry, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Too many times. So basically, we're getting Venom versus Spider Man. I mean, that's is, the rumor. That I wouldn't basically be confirms it. Um, but here's I the mean, thing. It, it, there's no way if he had to uh, delete it. There's but no here's way. the thing, you though. Know. He didn't tease that it was Tom Holland Spider Man. He just teased that it was Spider Man. Like I okay. really, right. really think that my theory about the ultimate maybe into the Spider Verse live action is a little wild. Maybe the Secret Wars thing's a little wild, but I am convinced that those Sony films are not in the same universe as the MCU of anything. They're in the multiverse, but not the same planet. There's no well, way duh. Kevin Feige will let Tom Rothman's hands. Well, no, Dave, that's what I was saying though, is at the end of the trailer, an MCU character popped up in the end of the Morbius trailer. So everyone thinks that it's tied to the MCU. I think it's just Marvel going, yeah, you can use this character, but he's on your Earth. Give them, give them all like mm. the, the second-rate characters and throwaways. Like, yeah, you can have them. Basically, yeah. And then also, too, if it's on an alternate Earth, that means that Mysterio can come back. Um, oh, that would be hilarious if like they wanted to use a character and they just send someone from the MCU and they just take the character back. I mean, like they just go into the movie, steal the character, and get out. And that's all it does. I mean, that, uh, <laughs> that almost just happens. It's like, sort of. It's like, like Tony shows up. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we went to the different universe and got Iron Man back. Yeah. Because we needed to make money. It would be pretty. It would be pretty fucking meta if we got Mysterio back through some sort of multiverse, you know, thing when Mysterio acted as the whole multiverse bait and switch no, anyway. That, that's like, why I think they can get away with it. I think it's, yeah. it's a thing that they introduced the con- like even though it's a, such a far fetched concept like okay they did time travel but alternate Earths is like a different beast completely so I think the fact that they yeah, introduced the concept but didn't do it will and and it would be almost more fitting that the you know the maybe that's the reveal maybe that's how we find out it's a different Earth is Mysterio pops up I don't know that's true yeah um, yep 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 so. We got an Xbox Series X logo reveal. It um, oh good, Lord. looks like an Ugh. X. I don't like it. No, it's kind of. I don't like it. Um, everything about, I don't like everything anything about, the about Xbox this branding has been shit for the past. I don't know, ten years now. Yeah, it looks like some offshoot. It looks like something Pornhub's trying to introduce. <laughs> it looks like a Pornhub X- subscription service or something. Or like um, or like a workout. Kind of looks like a soccer workout or, clothing, yeah. clothing company. I can see that. Yeah. It looks very it's, like it's European, like, like workout. I mean, Microsoft is like, yeah, you know, that. oh, we got to, we got to, we got to get these fans back on our side. And Sony's like, hold my beer. Here's a controller, and the internet freaks out. Yeah, that that Dual Shock or the Dual Sense Five. Oh, it's such a nice looking controller. I love it. Yeah, I it is. Actually, and the fact, 
the responsive uh, triggers that they've been talking about, how there's actually going to be like tension in the triggers depending on what your character's doing. So if you're drawing yeah. a bow, it's going to feel like you're actually drawing a bow back. I'm also a very right. big nice. fan of all the fan concept art that people have been making, like giving it legs and shit. Yes. Oh, it's like an uh-huh. anime character kind of thing. Yeah, totally unnecessary, but well, I love yeah. it. We'll, we'll see how fun and responsive those triggers are when you actually get it in use and you're trying to pull a bow for the 500th time, and it's like, I just want to pull the bow, please. Well, you know, and what's funny about that is that Nintendo already did better. this back in 2001 with the GameCube controller, and no controller since has still come close to what those analog triggers offer. You know what's really so, funny? So, and Nintendo did this with the GameCube way, you like, yeah, like almost two decades ago. Praise that controller, like, nonstop. That's probably my oh, it's least, least favorite it's game controller. It's a good controller. Ever. It, is, it is an extension of the human hand. Oh, it is no. a perfect I controller. I could not loathe that. I, all, everything about GameCube just didn't do it for me. Um, like, even, right. even, yeah. even, I love that console. You, you play Smash with whatever controller you want. I will play Smash with the GameCube controller, and if I win, the GameCube controller is awesome. How's that? Dude, you could you you could play me in Smash <laughs> know, using Smash. a banana as a controller and beat me. What are you talking? I beat you right. once. It was the highlight of my Smash year. <laughs> no, I know that's that was my. I know that was the uh, that was the joke. Oh, I I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> nice. I'm pretty sure you didn't put this in the rundown, but I know maybe Ash, you heard about this. Uh, the Mick Gordon mixes for the Doom Eternal. I did. Yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, maybe Andy, and I'm pretty sure Ian doesn't know. Uh-huh. Um, Definitely not. I well, actually, he might, because I sent this to Ian earlier today as one of the potential topics for today. Perfect. No, we're talking about it. Yeah. Because it's, it's been on my mind. Um, basically, nice. what happened was, is that the people behind Doom Eternal, Bethesda, um, wanted to push out the soundtrack with the launch of the game, and Mick Gordon, who is the producer of the soundtrack for it, didn't feel like it was ready and wanted some more time on it. Um, and so what ended up happening was people who bought the, the, the deluxe version of it didn't get their soundtrack. And then was it, uh, Monday? I think it was Ash. It was, it was I think it was Monday. Yeah. It was Monday. They released the soundtrack and they're like, oh great. The soundtrack's out. Unfortunately, Mick Gordon didn't mix more than 11 tracks on that. And it really shows yeah. and it's garbage. And yeah, supposedly, and it's just, it's, yeah. And supposedly somebody got in contact with Mick Gordon and apparently there's some bad blood between Bethesda and Mick Gordon him saying that he's not going to be working on the next Doom game or with Bethesda at all. And now I think it came out yesterday. Again, this is like some random like tweet or uh, email that was sent to him saying that there will be a Mick Gordon mix on this, but in due time. Um, which it's is... a shame too because like I actually just played through Doom 2016 just you know I, I really liked I previewed uh, Doom Eternal for Game Explain and I really enjoyed it and I'm not even a first person shooter fan at all mm-hmm. so I played through Doom 2016 on the lowest difficulty had a great time and even though I'm super not into metal at all that soundtrack mix soundtrack for Doom 2016 was perfect for that Absolutely. game yeah, it I... could not have been more like it got me super into it and yeah. I'm not even in that kind of music so to hear him maybe exit from the series is a damn shame yeah, because it's one of those things where the art is the sum of its parts, and without his soundtrack, yeah. I don't think that would have been half as good as the game as it was. And I mean, maybe I, I challenge anybody to play. Yeah, like I, I say this to anybody who like some not and not that this is anyone here, but sometimes it'll be like, oh, is music really that important to a game? Think of any of your favorite games, or play movies. it on mute, and come back and tell me how it is. Or movies, of course. Yeah, it's part of the. But I mean, mo- it's, it's, yeah, yeah. You can't if you go to play any of your favorite games on mute. It loses so much, yeah. so yeah. much. 
Agreed. Um, on that note, since we're talking about sound-related video game things, I did want to sneak this in there. I would like to uh, take a brief moment of silence for Rick May, the voice of Peppy Hare and Andross in Star Fox mm-hmm. 64, who passed away last week due to coronavirus at age 79. And I say this only because he was, and I say this as someone whose dad is Rob Paulson, Rick May was one of the voices of my childhood, man. Do a fucking barrel roll. Like... I, Star Fox 64 to me is still the most quotable video game of all time. I can recite that whole game almost. And oh, yeah, it's just, it's it's end. damn shame. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So thank you, Rick, for everything you gave me in my childhood and so many people who grew up with an N64. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's yeah. still one of my favorite systems. Oh, yeah. The great, great system. I hate that controller, though. That's how I see. I feel the way about the N64 controller that you do, Ian, about the well, GameCube controller. So it's really funny. When I was growing up playing the N64 controller, I loved it. And then I tried to pick one up not uh-huh. too long ago, and I was like, the fuck? How did I play GoldenEye yeah. with this thing? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. Beyond so you me. Can, you can actually use two controllers and use like the dual analog sticks with them. I think it's called Domino. Really? Mm-hmm. I just, I oh, just you discovered can. you yes, can, can actually control Goldeneye. the dog in Duck Hunt, so I mean, I'm a little behind. <laughs> That, but, to be fair, that was only somewhat recent that that was a thing. So that's, that's not that old. That's fair. That's yeah. very true. But um, yeah, so on to the, these next couple things is really interesting. It's kind of funny they all ended up in a grouping together. Uh, it's about a bunch of unmade films. And I love that shit. Um, so yeah. apparently, and I didn't even know about this, Marvel was working on a Silver Surfer movie in the 90s. Um I knew about the Fantastic Four movie that they were doing in the '90s, and I actually watched that movie. Oh, it's so it bad. bad! It's so it bad. Actually, really it's bad. funny you say that. Yeah. I just watched a documentary about it on Amazon, and basically the entire crew is like, "No, no, the executives might have just wanted to make it to keep the property, but like we all legitimately were trying to make a good movie." And it's like, I get I'm sure it. they were. Yeah. Budgets and time, and if you if you don't have the the ability to you know all the tools at your disposal, it's not right. going to come out right. I, I don't think anybody like in the art in the artistry of anything like tries to go out and make a shitty thing. Huey Bull, prove me wrong. No, I don't think he. No, I think he's has his head so far up his ass. He <laughs> believes he's good. Uh, right. There. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, but so yeah, that, that Silver Surfer movie almost happened. It, it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they would have pulled that off in the '90s, with the especially mid '90s with the graphics how they were. Um, but I mean, because I just watched Blade recently, the end scene where like the villain turns into the basically like CG tornado of stuff looks so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this next thing is really interesting. I remember when this was all was all going on. Um, Darren Aronofsky was supposed to do a Batman Year One movie. Um, and it, I think it, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it got derailed because of the writer strike. Maybe I don't remember. It might have been before the writer strike. I really don't remember why. But apparently, um, Joaquin Phoenix and Freddie Prince Jr. were the front runners to play Batman in that movie, which is so mm. interesting and weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I could maybe see Joaquin Phoenix, maybe on his like best day. Maybe. But like. Like exactly, maybe exactly the way you said maybe is how I feel about yeah. him as Batman, and Freddie Prince Jr. I I get it, I get it, but oh, that's the end of that episode music. What do you know? We have reached the end of the episode, guys. That went really quick. Oh, yeah, it sure did. 
It so did. Uh, thanks for tuning in. It was fun to finally do this again. We'll be back next week, maybe with a llama, maybe not with a llama. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> so uh, from all of us here at Geektainment Weekly, uh, thanks for watching and have a great weekend. See you later. Just got played off like the Oscars. Mm-hmm.